which works better, habits or projects? So in a recent episode, I argued that most people are trying to do too much. In the attempt to do everything that interests them, they end up making little progress on anything. One reader noted a problem. Doesn't this view of having a few serial projects contradict the idea of building good habits? Isn't it the idea to make slow and steady progress on all your goals rather than work in intensive bursts? This tension has come up for me before. So after my book came out, I received an angry rant that argued that the intense projects I documented in ultra learning were wholly opposed to the habit-centric philosophy of my friend and forward author, James Clear, as stated in Atomic Habits. So which is it? Slow and steady habits or intensive projects? So as is my usual style, I think the answer is both. Habits and projects are both useful tools. They tackle different kinds of problems and have different limitations. Whether a habit or project is the appropriate tool depends on the nature of the goal you're trying to achieve. The habit building philosophy. Habit building, the process by which behavior becomes increasingly automatic, has a long history. William James, the father of scientific psychology, made habits a centerpiece in his magnum opus, The Principles of Psychology. Habit, he argued, is the fundamental principle of the mind. Behaviors link together until they become automatic and fall out of awareness entirely. For more than a century since, automaticity has remained a conspicuous theme in our understanding of the mind. Early behaviorists defined the shaping of stimulus and response as the basis of human action. More contemporary theories of skill acquisition focus on the shift from controlled, effortful processing to automatic behavior as a central feature of mental life. The philosophy of habit building takes these observations and relates them to our goals. If effort is the primary barrier to action and repeated, rewarded actions become more automatic, then building better habits is an essential tool. Habits versus Projects there are a few ingredients needed to make habits work well. First, the behavior can become routine. So if it requires complex thinking or planning, it's not a habit by definition. Sitting down to write each morning can become a habit. The act of writing itself cannot. Second, the behavior must be rewarding and enjoyable. So in my essay on the metastability of habits, I pointed out that many behaviors we want to turn into habits aren't enjoyable on their own. And this means that while they can become easier and more automatic, they will never entirely transform into mindless routines. Finally, the goal requires patience more than intensity. So many goals face diminishing returns. The first hour of weekly exercise matters a lot more than the 15th. Not all goals are like this. Getting a new job, launching a startup, or passing an exam have thresholds. Under a certain limit, the returns on effort is zero. Now, none of these mean that complicated or difficult or intense goals can't benefit from habits. If I'm writing a book, I might benefit from a routine of sitting down to write every day. The habit-based tools can make writing more automatic, even though the goal itself isn't maximally habit-friendly. However, and this is important, having a habit won't be enough. Book writing is not as simple as churning out a page each day. Writing a book depends not on merely typing the words, but editing, getting feedback, doing research, and obsessing a little too much about a topic you think is important. 
Many terrible books have been written under the misconception that hitting a daily word count is the hardest part of writing. Writing a book, then, is a project. It requires mental overhead to manage the complexity, as well as focus to push through frustration. It requires thoughtful, planned action that can never be made fully automatic. Projects, particularly the philosophy of having only a few of them, can be used to handle these difficulties. Habits and projects. As a tool, habits and projects coexist nicely. If you have a goal to write a book, then the daily rituals involved in writing can be routinized. But you must recognize that the deep thinking and planning needed to write well can't be automated. Good authors learn to combine both. They regularly set aside time to write, and they don't kid themselves that writing a book is effortless, something they can just churn out without much thought. Habits are plenty for some goals, but others will need a full project. I might set a goal of exercising daily, and if I stick to it for long enough, it can eventually become an automatic behavior. But if I decide to run a marathon for the first time, it will likely require more than just my daily jog. If I want to win the marathon, I'll need a lot more than just a habit. The effort continuum. There are three different resources that you must invest in a pursuit. Time, effort, and attention. Time is the most obvious. You only have so many hours in the day, and thus even if it doesn't require much effort or thinking, a time-intensive habit may bump against other pursuits. Even if you could use every minute of the day productively, you might still not have enough time to do everything you'd like. Effort is next. With careful conditioning, habits can become less effortful, but the effort rarely goes down to zero. And this non-zero effort has two effects. First, when combined with the inevitable jostles of life, it can lead to a need to rebuild old habits semi-regularly. Second, it means even if you can conceivably fit all of your desired habits into your schedule, you may not have the effort available to do all of them. Attention is perhaps the most constrained of all. If a project requires planning, reflection, and obsession to reach completion, you're probably limited to at most one or two efforts at a time. Anything more is going to reduce your performance sharply. The number of pursuits you can take on at once depends on where they fit in this continuum. Habit building can shrink the effort and attention required, although rarely to zero. The aim should be, with every pursuit, to try to make the regular investments of effort required more habitual. However, pursuits have a degree of irreducible difficulty that requires focus. For the new author, writing a book would probably benefit from a daily writing habit. But this doesn't imply that, habit installed, she ought to learn French, practice guitar, start a business, and take on a new role at work all at the same time. My experience with projects and habits. I've spent most of my adult life pursuing a combination of projects and better habits. I've tried nearly every strategy out there. And while this hardly reaches the rigor of a controlled experiment, I like to reflect on my experiences. Exercise tends to work well as a habit. Although the time remains constant and the effort rarely goes down to zero, fun sports can sometimes be an exception, the attention needed really can go down to zero. Exercise enough and you can think about other projects while you're working out. Exercise is also the paradigmatic goal that requires patience over intensity. You can't stockpile fitness and being active throughout your life has enormous downstream benefits. Writing articles works well as a habit, provided that my goal was consistency. I've written over 1,500 articles during the last decade and a half, and that's probably 2 million words of published material. So few could argue that I don't have a solid writing habit. 
Yet this habit doesn't always drive improvement. Whenever I want to make a leap in my writing to something new, I have to put in a ton of effort. Often the habit works against improvement rather than for it, as I have such ingrained writing behaviors that they are difficult to dislodge. Working on books, courses, or ultra-learning efforts are all intensive projects. They're areas where few results came from mindless repetition of easy work. Yet even here, habits often undergird my efforts. One of my first steps in the MIT challenge, for instance, was establishing a studying routine. Now, it was far from effortless, but the consistency made it doable. This blending of habits and projects has been a theme throughout my life. It's part of the reason I get perplexed when I see the two approaches contrasted, as if it were one or the other. But if you understand how each works and their respective limitations, you can make more progress than dogmatically sticking to either. Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website at scotthyoung.com.